Yeah, but everyone from Maine's a bit salty. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's dumb. Uh... <laughs> Lobsters. That's the only thing I know about Maine. Man. Went up there one time, met a girl. She was like, I'm the lobster queen. <laughs> and I was like, is that good? She's like, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay, to undress you, do I need the claw crackers? <laughs> <laughs> what are those things? <laughs> I thought they were claw crackers. <laughs> uh, I might use it. I might not. All right. That's so <clears throat> goofy. Okay. Uh, Welcome to Screen Fix, the show where we will fix a recent film. I am host JC. With me, as always, is the co-host that carries the show, Lady Juan. Lady Juan, say hi to everybody. Hello. This week, we will be fixing Aquaman trailer. My father was a lighthouse keeper. My mother was a queen. But life is a way of bringing people together. He could unite our worlds one day. Check it out. Arthur is talking to the fish. They made me what I am. Permission to come aboard. looking for you. Your half-brother, King Orm, is about to declare war upon the surface world. The only way to stop this war is for you to take your rightful place as king. Trust me, I am no king. You do your best thinking when you're not thinking at all. That was the worst pep talk. My brother has come from the surface. of two different worlds. That is exactly why you are worthy. You saw it. What, <laughs> what was your theater like when you saw it? Let me know. How did, how did Aquaman make a splash in your theater? Oh, boy. Well, as soon as it finished and it fades to black, the woman two seats down from me yells to the entire theater, That was great! <laughs> it was so bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> she yelled to the theater. She like yes. wanted she wanted the theater's attention. Yes, she wanted everybody to know how she felt and she declared it for the theater. Oh, okay. Was she wearing her her DC badge or was she not? <laughs> um, you know, she could have been undercover for the studio upping that popcorn <laughs> rating, but I believed her. I think she really genuinely enjoyed it. My theater was good. I saw it with a friend of mine and his son. His son seemed to be very bored. Yeah, I didn't think it was much of a kids' movie. I mean, the, the the movie's long. It's it's too long, and Aquaman keeps saying shit, so it doesn't really seem like it's for kids. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, maybe clean up your language, Arthur. He says shit quite a bit, like a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, 
uh, when you're basically swimming in that. <laughs> we know where our flushy flush goes. For reals. Gross. Uh, there's a kid behind me, though, who seemed really into the movie until he dropped his M&M's. And then you just heard the sound of M&M's, like, pouring down all the rows. Going row to row on the <laughs> weird concrete that you never see because yeah. it's dark. <sighs> that was probably my favorite part. Nice. The kid behind what? me spilled the M&M's. Oh, well, <laughs> obviously we know how you felt about it. But anyway... <laughs> That's a perfect segue. Why don't you lay on us, Lady Wan, the fresh, hot stats? Wait, in this case, the boiling hot stats. Ooh, water joke. So this movie is 64% fresh, according to critics, with 81% of audiences liking it. Ooh, I love it. Including the woman in my theater. Water Thor. They love it. Yeah, people were, people were into Water Thor. So just for comparison, this is the uh, second highest DC movie as far as the critics' review goes. Wonder Woman was obviously number one. It was 94% fresh. Um, so the next one down was uh, below Aquaman is Man of Steel was 56%. Justice League was 40%. And Batman versus Superman and Suicide Squad were both 27%. Ryan. Ouch. Ugh. Yeah, but in general, audiences like them better than the critics every single time. Uh, Justice League had a seventy-three percent audience rating. So whoa, I know, I don't, I don't understand that either. Audiences like it big and dumb. Hey buddy, you that fish boy from the TV? It's fish man. Apparently. So that's how audiences liked it. But how did this thing do financially? Did this movie stay afloat? Oh boy. <laughs> yes um <laughs> this this movie is is afloat um it made 67 million dollars in the u.s it's opening weekend opening at number one it was number one the first two weekends and um now it's up to 188 million in the u.s and another 560 million overseas 500 overseas yeah so it's at 748 million dollars worldwide a success so far yeah I mean, it is still the lowest grossing DC movie right now because it's not been out as long. Um, but Justice League only made, I think, $229 million domestically in its total run. So this is probably going to pass that, considering it's at 188 now. And it still has January. Yes. And I think the only big competition coming out in January is Glass. Yeah, and I feel like people will take their kids to see Aquaman if they didn't already, even though he keeps saying shit. Um, it has more <laughs> of that kid appeal than I think Glass does. This thing, I think this thing will be like Jumanji was last Christmas season, and it will just keep raking in the money for several weeks after Christmas. Mm-hmm. All right, so how about before we break this thing down, how about I give the plot of this movie or attempt to because this thing... They put a lot into this movie. A lot. There is a lot in this movie. And honestly, it was two hours and 20 minutes. It felt two hours and 20 minutes. It did. I had to pee so bad when it was over. And I'm not sure how much of that was the water. I I think I peed three times during it. What? Yes. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not kidding. I I kept on getting. (laughs) What is wrong with you? I don't know. I got tiny little kidneys. I don't know. (laughs) It's not normal, dude. Stop making fun of my kidneys. I'm worried about you. All right, uh, here we go. 
So we're going to read this one from the moviespoiler.com. Should I do the movie pooper cut to the chase? I mean, we've talked a lot about poop already, so we shouldn't stop now. All right. This comes, this is brought to us by Movie Pooper, always wiping away the excess. Stupid. <laughs> I don't know why I laugh at it every time. It's so dumb. <laughs> it's, it's bad. Right, here we go. Arthur Curry is the son of lighthouse keeper Thomas and Atlanta, queen of Atlantis, her betrothed King Orvax orders his commandos to find her and bring her back, forcing Atlanta to return to the sea for the safety of Thomas and Arthur. Arthur grows up, trained by Nudis Volko. And he... <laughs> um, I didn't know his name was Nudis until, <laughs> until I just read it. So Sorry, that's really funny. Willem Dafoe is a nudist, and he has kept his mother's trident for himself. Arthur has. As an adult, Arthur has become Aquaman, a heroic figure that protects people, but he has not returned home due to his belief that Atlanteans executed his mother. His half-brother Orm plans to wage war on the surface world by uniting the other kingdoms of the sea. Together, they were the greatest empire the world had ever seen. Now, sit on Atlan's throne, shackled by archaic laws and politics, while the threat above us grows undeniable. Violence has always plagued the surface. They will destroy themselves, not before destroying us first. We have been hiding long enough. The time has come for Atlantis to rise again. Princess Mira goes to find Arthur and asks for his help in stopping Orm's plan. They find the nudist who tells them they need to find the trident of Atlan. I don't want to be king. Once he is named Ocean Master, it'll be too late. The power at his disposal will be unlike anything you have ever seen. I'm from the surface. No one's going to take me seriously. Okay, I don't even know where to begin. By winning the hearts and minds of the people, by proving to them that you're worthy and retrieving this. Ooh. I already got one of those. Arthur is captured and must duel with Orm. He doesn't must duel. He chooses to duel with Orm. Yeah. Prematurely. Yeah. Uh, and Orm defeats him with his own trident. You have a mother's trident. Powerful, but flawed like her. I wield my father's. And it has never known defeat. Arthur and Mira escape because Mira has crazy ocean control powers. They escape uh, capture and execution and they head off to find the trident this super trident themselves, this trident that is basically like the Lord of the Rings ring, mm-hmm. one one to rule them all. <laughs> Orm joins forces with David Kane, a pirate and mercenary who wants Aquaman dead after he caused the death of his father and refused to save him. The movie actually has an opening scene involving a submarine. <clears throat> David Kane and his father are two of the mercenary pirates uh, who are trying to steal from this uh, submarine. Aquaman thwarts it. And uh, Aquaman chooses, instead of saving David Kane's father, he leaves him there to drown. But of course, David Kane escapes and he becomes Black Manta because he hates Aquaman. Yeah. Orm gives him some Atlantean tech to become Black Manta and he attacks Arthur and Mira after they found the Trident's location. So they fight him somewhere in like Italy. Is that what it is? Yeah, Sicily. Picture it. 
Sicily, 1922. Uh, Arthur defeats Manta pretty easily and heads with Mira to the Trench, which is this <gasps> mythical, scary place full of <laughs> crazy horror creatures where I was like, oh, okay, James Wan. This is his wheelhouse. Because <laughs> it, it was scary right then, right? Yeah, it was. What the hell are these things? The Trench! We're here! There are too many of them! So they are attacked by these mutated Atlanteans that live in the trench. They get to this middle earth. There's this secret ocean in the middle of the earth. And that is where his mother turns out to be down there. Because they tried to sacrifice her to the trench. But she survived and got down there. Uh, She's still alive. Arthur's mom. And then Arthur goes behind this waterfall and meets the Carathin, who is a large sea, mythical sea creature who guards the trident, voiced by Julie Andrews. Yeah, that was a weird thing. Yeah, she turned down uh, a cameo appearance in Mary Poppins Returns <laughs> and is in this. Uses her voice to be this Carathin, a large sea creature. You know, for the most powerful creature on Earth, I, uh, I, I knew going into it that I wanted this character to be played by a female. And, uh, and for some reason, I wanted her to be British because I wanted her to be very classy and very refined. Pretty much, she, uh, she told me that uh, um, her um, grandson is a big fan of my films. And so uh, her grandson was uh, very instrumental in convincing uh, her to, uh, to come do this role with us. <laughs> Carathin is toying with Arthur, beating the crap out of him, and then suddenly, you know, Arthur uses his powers. He can, obviously, he can talk to uh, ocean creatures. He communicates with the creature, and she was like, no one has talked to me in a thousand years or whatever. And she's like, okay, go ahead and grab grab this trident. <laughs> and he grabs it, and he's King Arthur. Oh, He lifts it just like the sword in the stone. Look, it is! It's the marvelous sword! Hold everything! Someone's pulled the sword from the stone. Where did you get it, what? (laughs) And he's able to take it, and he becomes Super Aquaman in this golden, out golden and green, very comic book looking outfit. Okay, so back in Atlantis, uh, Orm is preparing to head to the surface. Uh, Arthur and Mira arrive with an army of sea creatures to take out Orm's men. Arthur battles Orm on the surface and defeats him, but decides to spare his life. Orm briefly reunites with Atlanta, which is also his his mother as well, before he is imprisoned. The Atlanteans accept Arthur as their king. Atlanta returns to the surface for the first time in years to reunite with Arthur's father, Thomas. It's touching. Uh, I may or may not have shit myself. (laughs) David is shown to be alive and is found by an Atlantean conspiracy guy named Stephen Shin, played by... Randall Park. David agrees to help Stephen figure out the Atlantean tech in exchange for finding and killing Aquaman. We have set up our sequel, and that is the plot. That is the basic rundown. Oh, no, 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 no. If you're the next true king, we're doomed. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's go ahead and move on. Before we just start fixing a movie, we do know that so many people work on a movie, especially a movie of this size. We're not here to be crappy and cynical and terrible. So let's go ahead. Lady Wan, what is one thing you liked about Aquaman? I enjoyed the performances of both Randall Park and Dolph Lundgren, which is not a sentence I thought I would say about a movie. Did Dolph Lundgren have really 
distracting CGI water hair. Yes. His was the most distracting of anybody's, but I did definitely spend a lot of time looking at the back of Patrick Wilson's head anytime they showed it, trying to figure out how he kept his hair clipped back. It had like an overlap at the back. <laughs> he definitely had some kind of mechanism in there. Atlantean tech. It's, it's not just underwater it- lasers. <laughs> Super hair clips. Yeah. It's, I mean, those are really important. I don't know why everyone isn't just bald. Like, wouldn't it get in your way? You know, yeah. And, and you figure after living underneath the water for like 2,000 years, you would have you would have evolved to have no <laughs> hair anymore. Yeah. You I probably would have looked a going. lot like that one race that was just fish people. Like they all, yeah. it wouldn't have been as good of a movie <laughs> if Jason Momoa no, had like not. gills and like a fish head. <laughs> no, yeah, maybe good. not. Okay, this is what I liked. I actually liked this movie. If you know anything about me <laughs> based on this podcast, you know that I will like a bad movie as long as I feel like they just go for it. Like if they're all in mm-hmm. and that's what Aquaman is. They went all in. They said, what's our budget? That's huge. Let's put hundreds of sea creatures fighting each other. Let's do sharks and lasers. Let's do It's everything. a real Dr. Evil they're moment. Like, in this Screw movie. it. We're leaving. <laughs> that's what I like about it. They left nothing behind. They left nothing behind in this movie. They did not hold back once. They went with every impulse they had to make a huge, cheesy, stupid, great <laughs> movie. That's exactly what this is. So that's what I like. I actually like movie. I actually like the movie. But <laughs> that doesn't mean that we're not gonna fix it. Are you ready to fix this movie, Lady Wan? Yes. Let's It's too much. That was awesome. All right, Lady One, why don't you go ahead with your first fix? So as we mentioned earlier, this movie is two hours and 22 minutes long. That's real long. Um, And a lot of it is spent just trying to explain the plot in just big, clunky exposition laden paragraphs of yeah. monologues and and it just it there's a lot of stuff to explain and yes. they have to do it because this story that they're telling is is big and messy so my first fix is to make this story less big and messy yeah we've got in this movie we have black manta is our kind of villain b Villain A is King Orm, Mm -hmm. but we also are doing all the legwork of an origin story. Even though we've seen Aquaman in Justice League, we're still really telling his story. We're getting flashbacks to like baby Arthur, five-year-old Arthur, 15-year-old Arthur. Like this is a full-on origin story. We get puberty Arthur. (laughs) Oh, Puberty Arthur was dumb. Um, (laughs) Was he? (laughs) Why are you saying that? Because literally in the scene on the beach, when Willem Dafoe tells him this is what happened, he repeats it back to him like Bill and Ted Sauer. It's like, whoa. I'm like, no, you just repeated it back. It was so stupid. It was it was dumb. Anyway, my suggestion and my fix for how to make this movie less big and messy is to eliminate Black Manta as our B villain. We can still have him in the movie. So he and his father are the pirates in the opening scene. And Arthur can still have the same interaction with them that he has in in this iteration of the movie. But that would actually be like a cool nod to the comic book fans to acknowledge that that's who this character is. Kind of in a similar way 
that they did in Spider-Man Homecoming where Aaron Davis is in the movie and he's just a one scene character in the movie. Yeah. But but for all the comic book fans, you're like, oh, I know who that is. That actually is like building the universe even more. So we can still have that opening scene with Aquaman and Black Manta and his father setting up why he hates Aquaman. But then let's just get rid of him until the post credit scene and we get that set up for the second one. Yeah. It would make the movie less clunky. It would keep the focus on King Orm and Arthur and the rivalry and the even the fight scene that Arthur has with Black Manta in Sicily, that doesn't have to be him. That could just be another one of the Atlantis goons. Yeah, because the Atlantis goons are tracking them mm-hmm. through a bracelet or whatever. Yes. There's no reason for Black Manta to even be there nope. other than trying to shoehorn in an extra villain. He's even there with those Atlantean yeah. soldiers. Those are his... He's using Atlanteans as his henchmen, essentially. Yes. Like, he doesn't even have his own crew anymore. No. So. He doesn't even need to be there. And he gets dispatched. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, yeah. cartoon character style. Just like, yeah. there he goes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He is terrible. You're right. Like, he. Yeah. And, and that's his only other big scene. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it takes an hour and a half for this dude to come back into the movie. No, it's not necessary. And he's just dispatched. You're absolutely right with this. Yeah. We don't need to spend the time. We could easily cut 15, maybe even 20 minutes if we get rid of his nonsense. And then just bring him back in the post credits and have that be like, oh, here he comes. That was that was a nod to the comics when you saw him earlier. Like, still keep that. I like that setup. Doesn't he look more like a praying mantis than an underwater mantis? <laughs> He he reminds me of um uh what was it was it Alpha Five from Power Rangers? Alpha, I'm detecting unusual behavior. What happened to you outside? Who cares what you are detecting? You big floating head. He's like. <laughs> he does. Yeah. He looks like a Power Rangers villain. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> it was pretty goofy. At any moment, you're expecting him to grow. Like 500 feet tall and just start <laughs> like stomping around, Smashing stomping around Sicily. <laughs> yeah, good fix. Take Manta out. He's unnecessary. These movies really? are getting too long, man. I know. I can't believe you peed three times. There are- <laughs> <laughs> I read a good article. It was about how <laughs> movies are long. Like so many movies are long now that they just need to bring back the goddamn intermission intermission we need the intermission just stop it at a good stopping point let Uh us all piss and come back in for the second round you know what i mean like they purposely make the large soda almost the same price as the small soda so that you You so that you'll get the big soda so i'm not supposed to drink that much liquid and sit there for three hours oh don't forget that we've got 22 minutes of trailers before this movie even starts. You can show up to a movie 22 minutes late. You will miss nothing. Absolutely nothing. So give me an intermission or give me a diaper, AMC. (laughs) (laughs) That was awesome. All right, JC. What's your first fix for Aquaman? All right. My first fix has to do with Mira. I've had some other friends that have seen the film, and they're all bashing on Amber Heard. She's terrible. 
I didn't think she was terrible. Oh. I'm sorry. I didn't think no, she was, she was fine. No, exactly. I didn't think she was terrible at all. They're like, they have no chemistry. I'm like, they had like a sarcastic chemistry going. Yeah. I didn't mind it. I don't know what they want. They want the fucking notebook. No. it. I thought they were fine together. Her wig was distracting, but I can't blame her for that. If you're a fish, I'm a fish. <laughs> notebook is so stupid. So I could not get a handle on Mira's powers. Mm-hmm. She seemed to be the only one who could make like bubbles under the water, mm-hmm. who could like like grab you with water and sling you mm-hmm. through the water, could suck water out of someone's face, could like uh, <laughs> like she seemed to be the only one that had these crazy uh, manipulation powers. So yeah, she trashed that wine bar. Right, she did. <laughs> she made. She even made the wine come out, and yes. um, no other character could do that it was never explained to me why mira could do this stuff and no one else could i i guess i was just supposed to believe oh okay well that's her superpower that's not good enough for me i've I've never met mira i don't know anything about mira you know right they didn't explain anything about her in the comics mira is actually from a place called dimension aqua it's this alien world the other dimension uh, that's also uh, an underwater dimension. And apparently her race can do something called hydrokinesis. And that's why she's able to manipulate water the way that she can. And it would have been very easy, uh, like the first time she makes a bubble underneath the water, for him to just say, like, how can you do that? And she can be like, everyone of my race can do that. Unfortunately, I'm the only one of my race here on this world. So, you know, something, you know. Yeah. Just to explain why she seems to be the... Exactly. Because otherwise, I'm wondering why the other Atlanteans, powerful Atlanteans, are not doing the same thing. Like, I was wondering why nobody else is controlling water other than this one character. Mm -hmm. So just that one line would have made it a lot easier for me to accept all of these random powers that Mira seemed to have. Oh, yeah. This movie was not shy about using exposition to move us along in the story why why wouldn't they just give us that i because i didn't understand either she did say at one point that only those with royal blood can go breathe air and be able to breathe underwater right but she wasn't like oh and p.s i can do this cool thing with water that not everybody can (laughs) (laughs) nbd (laughs) right like oh yeah it's great at parties like i'm she was entertaining that girl in the little town square in sicily like right just real casually yeah, like she has all these superpowers, but we don't really acknowledge it. Like she could have used her power when they're going through down in the trenches, like working with Arthur when he lights up that flare to like get all the scary sea creatures. Right. There's them. like thousands of them. And he's like, I have a flare. And he just. <laughs> and then I got a backup flare. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have a second flare. Like that's. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, he's able to defeat thousands of these creatures or trick them with a flare. Right, and she should have been able to control the water around them to like right. amplify the, the light so it like made them like further away from them and she could use her powers to shove them away. Or It's like she's super powerful when the plot calls for it and then has mm-hmm. none when the plot calls for her to not have any. Yeah, she's like, Arthur, I need you to save me this one time. Like She could have made a crazy water like tornado funnel. Yeah. All the way down to the sea floor. That would have been so cool. <sighs> you could even use it in conjunction with Arthur's flair. Like, yeah, they could work together to escape these creatures. They could have combined it and made this super bright funnel that was heading down, and all the creatures were like, <laughs> <laughs> "That's exactly what they sounded like." <laughs> 
That was awesome. Lady One, I know you've got another fix. <gasps> I do. Let How us. did you know? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe because we're on a show. Oh, yeah. That, that's probably why. Okay. So my second fix builds on my last one a little bit because if we can get rid of Black Manta as a villain and as a distraction to this plot, we can focus in on the conflict between Arthur and King Orm. So I actually thought it was like a really interesting argument and like point that our Orm is making to be like, oh, these land dwellers, like he's showing little holograms of sea turtles being strangled by six pack holders and like yeah. people wailing and he's showing mm. like the awful things that people have done. We've all seen the viral video of them pulling the straw out of the turtle's oh, nose. So, so yes, so Orm has a point. Like, and I thought the idea of throwing all of our trash back at us and all the warships that are there and all this debris was like a really wild idea for a first attack from like the ocean kingdoms to fight the land. And it was setting it up that way where Orm is like, I will be, and I love this term, ocean master. And I will attack the land. <laughs> and yeah. Nicole Kidman's explanation is like, Arthur will unite our wor- worlds one day. Sounds like some like like water sex term. Call, <laughs> call me Ocean Master, baby. <laughs> oh boy. Who's um, your? Wait, is there like a some kind of like daddy fish? What? Is there some kind of daddy fish? Wait. I don't think there's a daddy fish. <laughs> Who's your sperm whale, baby? Oh, no. Sorry, I didn't need to go there. No. Okay, con- no, continue. I'm sorry. <laughs> so anyway, I did actually want to explore the idea of the ocean kingdoms attacking the surface. And mm. everybody apparently on the news seems to know that Aquaman's around and that he might be from the ocean. And how about everybody on land is going to turn against Aquaman like, oh, well, this we never had this happen until you showed up. And then we've got everyone in the sea kingdoms who don't want Aquaman. And he's alone. Like he is without like a world. He doesn't have a people to call his own. He's an island. They're all against him. <laughs> That'd be amazing if, if that stuff popped up on land and they're like, and there's all these like conspiracy theorists like Aquaman right? is obviously the cause of this. Yeah, he did this. Aquaman's turned on us because they don't know anything about Atlantis. They just know Aquaman. No, they have no clue. Exactly. So everyone on the land can hate Aquaman and blame him for this. And everyone in the ocean kingdoms can hate Aquaman because he's not really one of them. And that's where we have him just being like, I, I give up. I, I can't do this. And that's our hero's conflict is yeah, no world good. wants me. And Mira has to convince him that he can save both worlds and he can unite things and he can stop the war. And this is what he needs to do and really give him that responsibility. Just like his mother says. Yes. She says that you'll unite our worlds. If his mother says that, the film needs to deliver on that premise. Yeah. At the end of the movie, he is definitely king of Atlantis. But he's not Ocean Master. Not all the tribes united to go listen to him. And uh, nobody on land even knows that this happened. They're pretty sure that was just a weird trash accident. They have no idea that there was a war declared on them by the Ocean Master. That didn't get through to Earth. Like, nobody up there knows. No. (laughs) If our movie begins with someone declaring that our hero is going to do something, he needs to do that. Mm -hmm. Who's your Ocean Master, baby? So ridiculous. <laughs> that was awesome. JC, do you have another fix for Aquaman? Of course I do. 
<gasps> I'm going to... All right, I'm not going to change this whole movie, but I am oh. going to... Change <laughs> an important facet of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> like what? Okay, so one of the biggest problems with this movie happened as soon as I heard Mira utter the words, you defeated Steppenwolf and saved the planet. And I was like, this takes place after Justice League? Right. Because suddenly huh? a lot of things make no sense. Correct. <laughs> and I've got three major things. So the first one is Aquaman has never been to Atlantis in this. Um, That's what they tell us. Doesn't he get the portion of the mother box mm -hmm. don't they get that from atlantis in justice league most definitely so you're telling me that he knows where this mother box thing is in atlantis but he's never been to atlantis yeah i guess uh justice league was that part of justice league was a fever dream i have no idea it makes no sense another thing that makes no nope. sense is he seems to not know who mira is mm -hmm. when mira appears outside the bar and she's yeah. like your brother and all this kind of stuff he seems to have no clue who she is yeah he's like i don't know who you are but i told the last guy no yeah exactly i told the last what? guy like, like what do you mean you don't know who she is didn't you go to atlantis with her you <laughs> spoke with her i saw and you <laughs> knew who she was in justice league i know why are so you confusing. confused by her? Like, no. what? It was bizarre, right? It, it left me very confused. This needed to take place before Justice League. And the thing is, like, it could have taken place just before Justice League. Yeah. Let's let's say this took place in, like, 2010. Yeah, that's fine. Play a couple songs from 2010, and the uh. audiences would be like, all right, we've all figured out this is, like, 2010. It's a little before Justice League. Because if he knew the Justice League... As soon as all the world's garbage and warships were th <laughs> thrown onto the land, wouldn't Superman have shown up and been like, uh, yo, Ox, uh, what's going on? Yeah. Or Wonder Woman or Batman. Like, one of them would have not Cyborg. Yeah, no, definitely not Internet Man. <laughs> he still would be sulking in his apartment in his hoodie. Internet Man is still getting McAfee updates. He can't. <laughs> He can't come. He can't come to the party. Not this one. But like <laughs> Superman could have been there in seconds and has been yeah. like, hey, um, so we fought this guy together. I've known you for a while. Uh, everything just shot out of the ocean. <laughs> Why don't you tell me what's going on? Like one of them would right? have shown up to ask. That's why this mm -hmm. it makes no sense to make this movie take place after Justice yep. League. Nope. Totally agree. So that is my final fix. <laughs> that was awesome. All right, so do you have any final thought, Lady One? I do. Um, well, it's not so much a thought as it is like a thing that made me giggle quite a bit, and I thought it was going to be more of a sign of what this movie would be, and then it didn't really continue on that that trend. Was when. Arthur is going to fight Orm for the first time and they like bring up the screens of like they're gonna battle here's the pros here's the cons and it just it looked like has a video pros, game like, nothing yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was so funny like I was like okay yeah let's get like big and dumb with this and then I don't I don't know I feel like it didn't maintain that level of silliness like that was the most silly took me out of it part of the whole movie 
to have like <laughs> to have like video game style. Yeah. They're like, gonna battle. Yeah, like <laughs> they're gonna battle. Fight. Choose your weapon. <laughs> uh, my final thought actually takes place around that same time when they both popped up, and there was an octopus that was playing the drums. <laughs> <laughs> That octopus is actually from the comic. Really? Yeah, Aquaman had like an octopus friend whose name was Topo. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, so that was an <laughs> homage to the octopus named Topo. I like that. Did you know that octopus are actually incredibly smart and that whenever they have them in like aquariums and stuff, they have to give them toys and puzzles because they will get depressed and try and climb out and they're willing to die rather than be that bored. That was a fun fact. Suicidal Octopus. That's a good band name. Yeah. We're making <laughs> it. That's going to be the screen fix band. Suicidal Octopus. <laughs> but anyway, without further ado, I think we should consider Aquaman. Screen fix. Screen fix. Screen fix. Screen fix. Why don't you send us home, Lady Mon? If you'd like to reach us here at the show, you can send an email to screenfixpod at gmail.com, or you can tweet us at screenfixpod, or follow us on Instagram, or on Facebook. You can listen to the show on Spotify, Libsyn, Google Play, Stitcher, and of course, Apple Podcasts. And if you're enjoying the show, please rate, review, and subscribe, and uh, tell a friend. Yes, give us those reviews and ratings on Apple Podcasts. Please. Push us up. Push us up, way up to the, <laughs> to the surface, like a warship. Uh, so we also have a Patreon account if you want to donate to the show. We have dreams of keeping the show going for as long as we can. And also dreams of opening a one-screen theater to be the home of podcasting and film festivals and marathons and fun stuff. And uh, yeah, so you can go check that out. Screen Fix, Patreon. Why don't we leave everybody with our best Jason Momoa saying, we could have just peed on it. <laughs> All right, Lady One, go. You could have just peed on it. (laughs) Not bad, but that sounded like a legitimate, like, uh, Lady One asking a question. (laughs) I've never said that to anybody before. (laughs) Here we go. Could have just peed on it. (laughs) Do I sound Momo-esque? You do. Yes. (laughs) All right, stay tuned. Next week on Screen Fix, we will be fixing... Bumblebee, maybe? Question mark? Maybe something else. You all have a say. Tweet us what you want us to do. Yeah, tell us what to do. (laughs) (laughs) You can be Ocean Master. Yeah. But not in the sperm whale way. All right, everybody. Bye. Bye. That there were three slow-mo hair flips in that first fight. Like, in case you didn't get it, I'm really fucking sexy.